Happy Tuesday, everyone. This is Kurt Frankum. I don't know, do I really need to start every episode with my name? You know who I am. And this is the Leading LDS Corecast, which is a much more intimate audience where we're practically friends. Uh, it's interesting because I get, uh, man, anywhere from a thousand to two thousand downloads a day on the typical Leading LDS podcast. And this one I get about 50. <laughs> I know, obviously. It is new, and I haven't been, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, at least at this point, I'm not planning on promoting this very broadly, like talking about it. I'm going to put it in the uh, core leader library so that uh, all the core leaders are aware of it, um, uh, because that's really who this is for. The core cast is for the core leaders who are making monthly or yearly contributions uh, to Leading LDS as our effort as a nonprofit, And if you're not one of those, uh, that's okay. You can keep listening and then go to leadingLDS.org making a contribution. Um, but I'm driving around. I just dropped my daughter off at a birthday party for one of her friends. And I'm uh, going to go work for a few hours. And then I have my LDS Business College class tonight that I teach as an adjunct professor. Um and I thought, man, I wonder what I could do a quick forecast about. And I don't necessarily have a specific topic, um, question that came through or anything like that. Um, so if, if you are listening to this, one of you 50, maybe we'll get 60 this week. Um, I would love, you know, send me just a quick email. Uh, and if you want to hear my insights about something, like I'm this, this beacon of all knowledge, um, I'm not. I mean, I'm just a guy who has probably thought about leadership a little longer than the average LDS person since I run an organization um, about leadership in the LDS context. So, uh, but a few things I just uh, announce uh, or talk about. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, one thing I was going to mention that the uh, pretty cool that uh, President Nelson, you know, his message on Sunday to the youth and addressing social media and their role in gathering Israel. And I thought it was a great sort of a great uh, way to frame that message and and then very applicable as far as like what he wants them to do, right? Um, which I think is great. Um, but uh, and then I see, you know, on social media, everybody's like, all right, seven days, I'm out, see you in a week or whatever. And a lot of adults are doing it. That's great. But um, I would say like, this is what I would challenge you to do is, and I guess President Nelson said this is, and obviously the his message was uh, targeted at, at youth, but um, there's a much more things in the adult world that could be sacrificed that should be sacrificed rather than social media. And sometimes you're like, oh, I could do social media for seven days and I'll do it. I feel like I'm following the prophet. It'll be awesome, uh, which is fine. I mean, I, obviously adults have issues with it as well, but for those that are like professionals or, you know, busy with life and lots of uh, demands and responsibilities, I would, I would suggest doing a few things is, uh, as far as fasting goes, take, do a seven day fast from email and don't open your email box. <gasps> Suddenly you feel the, that anxiety that many youth are feeling, um, you know, when they see no social media or phones or whatever, uh, because adults love their email. Or I would say as a leader, like, Challenge yourself for seven days, you're going to say no to every request. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how sincere, you're just going to have to say no. <laughs> and uh, I know that's so unchristlike, but actually it's not. 
because if you listen to the episodes like with Greg McEwen and such, uh, you know, the power of no and uh, what would Jesus not do? Um, there's a lot of power in essentialism and and just, uh, you know, focusing on what's the most important, what's the most significant and crucial. Um, and so that'd be a challenge for you. Some, some other fasting uh, that really is a little more applicable to adults and such. Um, the other thing I want to mention is uh, I actually get the opportunity to go to the Mission President Seminar. Uh, this is actually my third year of doing this. And no, I'm not, have been called as a Mission President. <laughs> that would be intense. Um, but uh, basically what hap- the way I get in is uh, my, I have a, a friend that runs a, a company, uh, a, an AV company, you know, audiovisual company. They do like teleprompting and just basic AV stuff. And so he'll call me from time to time and uh, just have me go do these different events. And this is, it's a way for me to supplement my income as I'm building leading LDS. It's, uh, you know, I don't uh, pull a full salary that can support my family from leading LDS. Um, So he, the last, it'll be three years now, he has me go there. And basically all I do is I run the slides. Okay. So, um, and I guess I should give more context. The the mission president seminar is uh, every year, as they call a new group of mission presidents, they are invited to a meeting down in at the MTC in Provo, Utah. And for like three days, they just get a crash course on all things mission missionary work. And so I've been there with all, all the outgoing mission presidents and their wives. And uh, I get a, you know, rub elbows with them, associate with them. Um, I, the, the full quorum of the 12 is there every day. At least one member of the first presidency shows up and, uh, it's, it's an experience like seriously <laughs> to walk in. Like I, I remember walking into the restroom and, oh, there's Elder Bednar just washing his hands and come out and, oh, Elder Ballard. And, you know, I'd have a quick conversation with Elder Ballard and, now, obviously, I don't. None of this leads to interviews on leading all this podcast. Maybe that's I'm. To be quite honest, I'm just completely shy, and uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I need to get the guts and just say, "Hey, listen, I do this podcast. Uh, what would it take? Who do I need to talk to?" Right? Actually, I have a good friend who is a assistant secretary at the Quorum of the Twelve. I could always ask him, but uh, anyways, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, ruin my welcome before it's even even a shot before I even have a shot. But, um, but anyways, I get to go down there. So at the end of June, I'll go down again. And, uh, it's awesome because I just sit there and I run the slides, right? So they give me a flash drive. I plug it in, pull it up on PowerPoint and say, here's the clicker, go for it. Or somebody from the church, uh, uh church workers next to me and they make sure we click at the right times or whatever. And then I just sit back and I just absorb this incredible education about, um, about missionary work and get to hear from apostles and prophets and associate with them and have refreshments, uh, in between each session. So, uh, it is, it is awesome. And I'm looking forward to it again. I always hope that they ask me again. And for the third year I got asked again and I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually going to get in a, a Airbnb down there in Provo. So I don't have to drive back and forth from Bountiful area uh, every day, which is a long, 
a long haul because many mornings I have to be there by, by 7.30. But uh, anyways, maybe as that time comes, I'll do some more core casts that uh, I can address. And I obviously don't generally you know, openly talk about that. I, again, I don't want to wear out my welcome or uh, act like turn someone on that, oh, I'm a spy. <laughs> no, I'm just, just enjoying it. And uh, this, the, before they, they, if those of you that have been to the program MTC, they completely transform the the lunchroom, the big lunchroom uh, in the MTC, they transform that into a conference room. I mean, they literally put up false walls and it looks like a completely different room. Um, and then they put me back in backstage next to a photo or a photo, a, um, a soda fountain. And there, I actually, in years past, haven't been able to see the speaker as they've talked. I've just been able to hear them as I run the slides. But now, since they have this beautiful new building with larger conference rooms and such, uh, rumor has it they're doing it in the new MTC building. And so I will have, I'm hoping they'll put me in the back of the room so I'll still be able to see everything as uh, as I monitor the slides. And um, anyways, so if you were in my shoes, uh, what, how would you benefit from that experience? Is it just a matter of, of taking good notes, which I've done, I actually have... Uh, many of the notes and some of the slides from years past that I reference and are, are such, I mean, literally I get access to many talks that are just as powerful as general conference from prophets and apostles that nobody gets to hear other than mission presence. And they actually send, they record each conference and then the currently serving mission presidents who are a year or two into their service, they get to watch it uh, remotely from wherever they're serving in the world. So, um, and I sit there and I always think like, I wish they did this for bishops and stake presidents or even elders quorum presidents. And obviously they don't need to fly everybody into a central location, but, uh, someday like that, that would be my dream to have the church come to me and say, Hey, we see that you're building a, uh, some great resources, uh, a great community of training leaders. Could you help us put together some, uh, training out to, uh, newly called bishops? Can you imagine like every year? Every new bishop or every bishop really gets to gets to uh, sign on to a resource and listen in to uh, direction, fresh direction from every member of the Quorum of the Twelve about how to be a bishop, how to be a stake president, how to be a Relief Society president. I mean, that would be rich. I, so if they ever care to call and ask me, that's what I'm going to tell them. The first thing you need to do is do a new bishop or stake president seminar uh, for all, all leaders around the world. It would be awesome. And there's there's many issues with that with translation and I, I I realize it would be difficult but it could be done and it would bless the bless the leaders immensely so there's my thoughts on your seven day fast maybe don't do social media find something else uh, that not just not just to torture yourself and, or show or just have some outward uh, you know action that shows you're following a prophet but do something sacrifice something that's going to uh, Focus on the principles of essentialism and, and focus you on, on what's most important. Because if you focus in on what's most important, you will do those actions. It will have the greatest impact and establish a legacy of your life and make a difference in the world.